0: You're listening to the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast. Welcome back to the Davenport Junior Theater Podcast, the podcast where we explore the past, understand the present, and dream of the future. Today with me, I have Zachary Meyer. Welcome to the show, Zach. Can you talk a little bit about who you are and what your job is here?
1: Yeah, sure. So, my name is Zach Meyer. Um, my job uh, for the city of Davenport is the facility coordinator. What I do is I'm in charge of facility maintenance and then also uh, rentals for Junior Theater. So not everybody knows this, but Junior Theater is a multi-use venue. Uh, So we actually have a church that is with us every single Sunday from 6.30 to 12.30. Uh, They have rented every Sunday since 2012 maybe. So they're uh, a long time renter. They even have two cottages here on campus. We also get, not this year, obviously with COVID and all that good stuff, but we also get renters uh, from dance dance recitals, we have uh, Miss America competitions, we have all sorts of things come through here. Uh, It's actually really interesting and exciting to watch a lot of the rentals and see how other other places do things, uh, especially when it comes to dance recitals and comparing it to ours.
0: Nice. So how did you get involved with Junior Theater and what kind of things have you done here over the years?
1: So when I was 13, uh, my
0: mother uh,
1: forced me, literally forced me into performing in a play called The Best Christmas Pageant Ever. I was the Reverend son. That was, I believe, the entire character's name. Uh, they just didn't have enough parts for every they didn't have enough people for all the parts, so I was forced into it and um afterwards, I was like, "Okay, I guess that was fine. I guess I'd do it again so then I auditioned for a, the next following play, which I believe was holes. um I got to play armpit in that <laughs> so that was that was a good time uh, and since then. I have been, I've acted on the main stage when I was a student, I have a crew on the main stage when I was a student, I have designed, I have directed, I have stage managed, I have production managed, I've been a junior staffer, a teacher, the maintenance person, the facility coordinator, I've done camp coordination, I've basically done it all. So Sounds
0: like it. <laughs> So, I know there was a gap when you were living in another state, I believe. What was it like to come back to Junior Theater after those years?
1: So, really, it wasn't anything special because when we left, I was five, and I have a terrible memory, and I didn't remember anything about Junior Theater. So, it was when we came back, it was like, okay, sure, this is this is fine. Um, like, I had heard about Junior Theater, had some part of it locked away in the back of my memory. But when I came back and like saw people, it was a moment of they all knew who I was and I had no idea who they were and it made no sense to me. Um,
0: yeah, that's pretty much it. But it seems like you got back in the swing of things pretty quickly.
1: Well, uh, my mother was also in junior theater as a kid. And then she was at, in junior theater as an adult. Uh, before we left. And so like Daniel Sheridan, he uh, he actually babysat me and my sister. <laughs> so it was one of those moments that really everyone knew who we were, and I just had no idea who they were. So <laughs> easy to get back into a situation like that.
0: So once you graduated junior theater, where did life take you and how did you wind up back at junior theater?
1: Funny enough, I went about, uh, you know, a mile the other direction to St. Ambrose, and I actually never left. I worked at St. Ambrose for about six months as a summer work study and then a work study student and then I had to talk with Daniel at the St. Ambrose coffee shop and he was like hey I know that you're looking for another kind of part-time job would you want to come work maintenance for me at junior theater and I said yeah of course I would so in the middle of my freshman year I picked up a 20-hour Part-time job here at Junior Theater, and seriously, never left. I actually continue to do. Uh, I continue to do designs and helping with designs on the main stage. And yeah, literally, one of those people never left Junior Theater.
0: What was it like to, you know, be the facility coordinator after being a student for so long, then have this like big responsibility job?
1: So, what what's interesting is is that. When I was a junior staffer, I actually had trained the facility coordinator at the time in 2012. His name is Tyson Danner. Uh, he I actually was the one who taught him how to do the rentals here at Junior Theater, the locking up process, that sort of thing. When Junior Theater, when I was a student, it was very small compared to what we are now. We didn't have a costume coordinator and a theater coordinator and a dance coordinator those weren't full-time or weren't part-time positions yet. Daniel was a lot of them and he actually relied on the junior staff to do rentals and help him with those things. So it it wasn't too much of a change, especially because I was also the maintenance person Mm -hmm. for four years before I became facility coordinator. So I worked right under Tyson for those four years and I took Literally three days off. That's what I asked for uh, because at the end of my time as maintenance, and right as I was about to graduate, Daniel Tyson and I had all this talk that I was going to be taking over his position because he was moving on to other uh, adventures. And I was like, Daniel, I want three days off. That's all I want—three days because I graduated. I did it. I made it through college. I want three days. Um, but back. I guess back to your actual question. Um, It it really wasn't that different of a change because I had already had a lot of those responsibilities and the only thing that really changed was now I was also in charge of rentals.
0: Nice. So what would you say some of the biggest challenges of your job are? Um,
1: So I wouldn't say that there really are any challenges for my job. Mm -hmm. Um, There are different interesting wrenches thrown in with every project. So, like, we'll take what I've been doing for the past, oh, three or four weeks is fixing up costumes. Uh, for those who don't know, our costume cottage uh, used to have somewhat walls that were caving in. They were crumbling and all sorts of other things. So it's, from project to project, it, it's just everything kind of changes and you have to figure out what the problem is with that specific project and then deal with it.
0: Nice. So what do you think some of the rewards of your job are?
1: Um, The biggest reward of my job is getting to mentor our junior staffers who are high school students who do, who pull props and pull costumes, do the lights, pull the scenic items for all of our classes. I get to mentor them and I get to watch their smiles and their confidence grow when they pull the perfect scenic item or make that prop or make the perfect light cue and they're just so excited to show, oh my gosh, Zach, let me show you this light show for this uh, musical theater class that we have. And then also getting to watch the students up there on stage as they are growing in confidence and being proud of themselves for doing what they do up there.
0: Yeah, most people probably have no idea that you basically grease the wheels and keep things turning at Junior Theater, so what are some things you do that people might not know about? I know you talked about the rentals already.
1: Um, really, I mean, so luckily, we've had uh the ability to hire on another junior staffer who's our facility junior staffer. His name is Nate uh He does a lot of the stuff that I used to that was a lot of the greasing stuff, so I used to take out the trash every day every week. I used to take out recycling. I'm the one who usually besides Daniel, who gets called in to shovel and salt and do some of those things um. I still do those from time to time but the other things that i'm doing is i'm crawling through ceilings running cables from over the stage to the other part of the house i am the the person that's doing a lot of those since
0: you've become the facility coordinator and since you've been here there's been a lot of upgrades um to the facility in general so what are some of those upgrades and what have they been like
1: so some of the upgrades that i've helped with Uh, we've moved props from uh cottage 13 all the way down to cottage 9 scenic items or scenic storage from cottage 10 to cottage or from cottage 11 to cottage 10 Uh, i've helped repatch and paint all the walls in costumes which is the largest project right now anyways the other things i've helped with uh the theater renovation i was really Daniel's right hand as we were going through all of that between making sure all of our chairs were getting installed and everything else, making sure all the paint was going up correctly, that sort of thing. Um, I was also, I've helped with creating studio, the studio lobby part two, um, which not a lot of parents have gotten to see since, uh, COVID kind of hit as we installed the rest of that. Uh, I was also there to help with the girls and boys dressing rooms that were installed in the back of Studio Two. I was around for the creation of Studio Two. Kind of been here through almost all of it.
0: Nice. So since COVID, what kind of facility upgrades have there been that people don't know about since they've not been around here?
1: Uh, we have repainted almost every single cottage, whether it be completely doing a new paint job or we've just given every single cottage a fresh coat of the paint that we have had. Um, We've created some new cubes for acting classes. Uh, That way you can hide props and things inside of them instead of just standing on top of the cubes. And that's kind of about it. But it's taken quite a while because we've also done the outside of the cottages. We've painted windows. We've painted doors. Uh, You helped paint the doors.
0: So... (laughs) So what kind of things would you like to see happen at DJT over the next five years facility-wise?
1: Uh, I would love to see the dance studio get to expand and move into their own building on campus at some point. So that way they have they can expand and grow their classes as we expand and grow into the lower parts of the theater to expand our Broadway classes. Um, I really hope at some point we will be able to upgrade to an all LED system for lighting. That would be really nice uh, because that is the way that it's going professionally. So that way our students are equipped to deal with those uh, technical advances in the real world.
0: So during our podcast, we also like to talk to people a little bit about themselves. And I know you're very into D&D and collect dice sets. But (laughs) Do you have any other hidden hobbies or talents that people... Don't know as much.
1: Yes, so um, whether it's a hobby or not, I'm not sure. Uh, I do have, I think, 96 different unique decks of playing cards. I've collected playing cards for probably 10 to 15 years now. It started with just finding one that I really liked on, at Walgreens and just kept mm-hmm. going from there. Uh, my fiancé actually made an entire cell sheet that oh is... God. All of my cards, who they're made by, the date that they were made, colors. Um, I also really love collectible books, uh, especially Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, those are really cool collections to have. And then for a hobby, since those are more so collections than hobbies, I've played World of Warcraft since two thousand five. Uh, so you know that's a long time to be playing one video game, but. That
0: is yeah do you have a favorite deck of cards that you have or your coolest deck of cards
1: um my coolest deck of cards that i own is a one that's called the purple heart it's made by bicycle um i have a couple other ones that are pretty fun but that those would be my favorite to play with i think
0: okay so if you could have lunch with anyone throughout history who would it be and why
1: so I had a really hard time thinking about this uh, because I'm just, I'm not a history buff really. So like trying to think of people throughout history to talk to, I was like, man, do I pick somebody really important? Do I just talk, pick someone that I just want to talk to? Uh, I think where I've decided to fall on is, uh, is Tolkien actually, is yeah. I would love to have had lunch with him. And uh, I've read some of his biographies and just the way that he talks to people, um, it's interesting if you ask him, like someone who interviewed him once, he, he was very scattered brained but very pointed at the same time and did not like having conversations with people. So getting to go to lunch and actually have to have a conversation with him, I think would be interesting.
0: Yeah, you could have him and the creator of D and d There we go what's his name Gary something right
1: Gary Gygax I think
0: I I, I got the first name at least I was in a play about (laughs) D&D once (laughs) okay so now I know this is the part you've been dreading but I'm gonna back in 2009 um when the podcast originated they had you on one of the episodes about the main stage and you were 14 years old and you were there with some other main stage students and this is some advice you were giving towards the end of the podcast so I'm going to play it, and we're going to see if your advice still holds up. Well,
1: I only have three years left at Junior Theater. This is, I, I don't really want to think about it, but from Junior Theater, I've learned things do end. But, I mean, with everything that I might ever learn from Junior Theater, it's going to be one of the best experiences of my life. As soon as you're in Junior Theater, you never forget your experiences here. You don't lose your friends like the ones I'm seeing here was goofing around. You you don't lose your friends. You gain friends, and you gain a lot of just great skills from doing your theater and working here.
0: So your face is turning a little red, so what do you think of that? Yeah, uh,
1: my goodness, if I could go back and tell him. Um, I actually am still pretty close friends with one of those people that I was on the podcast with. it, it still holds true. Junior Theater is a place that creates long-lasting friendships. Um, actually, so I'm to get married in 2021 in July, and Daniel is actually one of my groomsmen. So one of my greatest friendships is with someone who was first my teacher, I guess first my babysitter, then my teacher, my boss, and now really close friend. That's awesome, so it still holds true. you know things do come to an end, but at the end, sometimes at those ends, you start new beginnings if i I laugh at the fact that I was like, "I only have three years left in your theater, <laughs> here I am, eleven years later <laughs>
0: <laughs> what um What would you go back and tell your past self that was in that podcast
1: um, i I would tell them just don't. Don't get caught up in any of any of the drama sometimes. Sometimes theater has drama. Just don't get caught up in it. Have fun because, and this is something that we really try to tell all of our students at Junior Theater, Junior Theater is a safe place for everybody. And we're all here to create a piece of art and have fun and make friendships and grow as people.
0: So what advice would you now give to a current DJT kid?
1: try everything honest and truly try it all try being on crew try being a assistant stage manager try acting if you even if you know that you don't want to do it just give it a shot at least once because you never know when you do one thing it could lead you to a whole new world of appreciation or loving something uh on So you know how we we've talked quite a bit about the fact that I love D and D, right? I think it was four years ago, maybe. uh, We had an Americorps member by the name of Max Bullion, who's now a teacher at Junior Theater. Uh, He would not stop talking to me about D and D; would not stop. And I was like, you know what, Max? Okay, I will try once with you. I'll just I'll give it one shot. Uh, Here I am, four years later. And I play two sessions of D and D a week. I have multiple books. I have multiple paintings. I even started a D group for our junior staffers. And one of those things it, it if I had not given it a shot, if I had not tried it, I wouldn't have this love of D and D and the friendships it's created.
0: Yeah. So I have one last question for you. And that is, what advice would you give to a junior theater kid who wants to grow up and do either what you do or something similar to what you do?
1: Uh, I would tell them, again, make sure you try everything. And uh, double check your math. That's definitely a start. Always double check the math. Because I cannot tell you how many times I've had to recreate something because I did not measure twice.
0: Measure twice, cut once.
1: Yep. I usually cut about twelve times and measure twelve times, and still get it wrong. Um, other than that, I always be always be open, be open minded, be willing to go with the flow, because that will help you in all parts of your life if you're able to relax and just work
0: with things as they come. Nice. Well, thank you again for taking the time to talk to me. This has been the Davenport Junior Theatre Podcast. Thanks for listening.